Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. My teacher training program has been going on longer than any other face yoga teacher training program there is. So that's the only real difference I know. But I'm definitely not, even if I knew everything about other people's teacher training programs, I wouldn't be going, well, mine is priced better and they don't include this and they do include this or I like this or my experience is better with this. Because actually, I'm just all about, number one, just empowering other women. You know, I'm sure other courses out there are fantastic. But second of all, just staying really true to what I do and what I share. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hi guys, I hope you're doing well. So a slightly different podcast this week. I wanted to just give you a little insight into a live I did on our Facebook group. So our Facebook group is called Teachers of the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. And everyone within that group is either a qualified teacher or they are in training at the moment. And I did a live just to say hi to everyone and to answer some of the questions they had. And we really talk about so much you useful information. So whether you're one of our teachers, whether you're thinking of becoming a certified teacher, whether you're interested in face yoga in general, or whether you're interested in business and marketing, then I hope you'll find this episode really informative and interesting. So let's dive straight in. lovely teachers of the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method and hello Face Yoga family. I am so excited to be here today. This is the very first Facebook Live we have done on the Teachers Facebook group. So I hope you're going to start to find this really helpful. Um, Hopefully I'm going to be able to answer lots of your questions. So do put up as many questions as you want and I'm happy to answer those today. But I feel like I just want to start by expressing my gratitude to each and every one of you. We're coming up to almost a thousand teachers of the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method in over 50 different countries. And I just want to say thank you to all of you. It's such an amazing community. And as you know, I call it a face yoga family. And I feel so privileged I'm able to just share with you everything that I have learned, everything I have researched, everything I've trained in over the last 16 years. But then you're able to go forward and teach it to other people. One of the things I believe in more than anything is sharing with other people, helping other people. And I really believe in community as well. So something which I want to do even more so in 2021 is just connect with you guys and allow you guys to be able to then 
Go and share this information and anything you've learned with all your lovely people that you teach as well. So before I start answering some of your questions, I just wanted to let you know a few ways that I can help you over 2021. Um, we are in such challenging times at the moment, and I know so many of you are thriving in your face yoga teaching, in your face yoga businesses. I know so many of you have adapted so wonderfully to teach online. So a few ways that I can help you, whether be this be a lot or whether it be a little bit, is first of all through our dedicated Instagram group. So this is at Face Yoga Teacher Training and I know many of you already know this Instagram page. Now this Instagram page is to really showcase you guys as teachers. So you may notice that every other day we post a word on that Instagram page. So this word is from one of our teachers. It's about the, the way they feel about the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. So if you haven't yet sent me or Zena or Louise, who is my lovely team, your word, then please do do that. And we can feature you on that page. Or if you would like me to feature one of your videos or one of your photos, because every other day I also do that, then let me know. And you may have noticed that on Instagram, on my other page, at Face Yoga Expert, I've started a new weekly live called, at Face, uh, called the Face Yoga Expert and Friends. And the Face Yoga Expert and Friends is when I chat to a colleague and a friend in the beauty, yoga and wellness industry. And this is great because it allows me to be able to share what I love sharing. It allows me to connect with a friend who loves sharing what they love sharing. And we really chat and we answer everybody's questions between us. We sort of take turns answering the questions. So I'm also going to be rolling this out to the At Face Yoga Teacher training page. Now, details will be coming on this, but this is a chance for you guys to be on that channel. So that channel has got, I think now, about 26,000 followers. So we've got a really lovely following on there that are people that are really interested in our face yoga teachers. So I'd love you guys to be involved in that as well. So there'll be more details coming on that and something which a few of you've done already, but of course, if any of the rest of you would like to do it, I'm very, very happy to help and promote you as much as I can. And that's through my podcast, the Face Yoga Expert podcast. So a few of our teachers have just done something very simple, which is to grab their phone, go to the voice notes app on there and just record for anywhere between three and 20 minutes, a little bit about their journey how they got into face yoga, why they enjoy teaching face yoga. And then this has become part of my podcast. So it's a really great way for you guys to be able to really promote yourselves as well. So if I can help you in any of those ways, please let me know because 2021 for me is always about helping. It's always about inspiring. It's always about sharing and serving but definitely more so this year, I want it to be about community, about communication and about collaboration. So I hope I can help you all in some way. Um, so let me see, I can see you, loads of you are coming on, that is so lovely. Now, how does it work on here if you want to ask me questions? I'm hoping, that somebody can test it out because I'm not sure if it works the same way as Instagram. I always do my lives on Instagram. So if you do have a question or you just want to say hi, 
could you maybe just do that? Um, even just say hi is fine. And then I can just actually see, because um, at the moment, all I can see is the people that are watching and it gives options to bring people on camera. Let's try. Oh, Victoria, yay! <laughs> yay, I'm excited. How are you? Really well, how are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. Yay, I didn't know how it works in a Facebook group because I can't see people's questions. <laughs> so I can see people's questions. I can, if you want, I can read the questions. Oh, you are amazing. That's, that's great. I don't know why it won't show me them. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> Hi everyone, right, okay. First question I saw was from, it's someone who's just started teaching in December. So Nan Jean Kim, she qualified in December. Mm -hmm. Hi Danielle, I became a teacher in December but haven't started to teach. What would be the first step to start? So the first thing I would say is you need to do what I call the magic wand technique. So sit down, get yourself a piece of paper and write out what your perfect face yoga day, face yoga month, face yoga year would look like because it's different for everybody. Some people may say, I want 30 clients a week. I want it all one-to-one. -one. Someone else might say, oh, actually, I just want to do one workshop once a month. So that is your starting point. Really have a think, what do you want? Now, there's no right or wrong when it comes to this. For one person, it may be their full-time job. And for another person, it may be sort of like a little side job or a little side hustle that they want to do. So first of all, get really clear in terms of what you want. When you've done that, you can then take your steps to knowing how you want to do it. So let me give you an example. Maybe you've decided you want to do one workshop once a month via Zoom and you want to have 30 people on that workshop. Well, then you can start to think, well, how do I market myself to do that? Now, say you want to do it online, then the best place to market, of course, would be online. So that's starting to build up your social media. And when I say build up your social media, that doesn't mean you have to have thousands of followers. You can have 25 followers. And if those 25 people are super interested in what you're doing and they want to come along to your Zoom workshop, then that is a great way of marketing. And I can talk more about marketing as we go through this call today. But that's what I'd say is your very first step. Decide what you want and then start to take your steps in order to bring yourself further towards that goal. Thanks, Danielle. So the next question is coming from Johanna Edgington. What is the science between breathing in through the nose and out through the nose? So there's about 50 studies done on this um, nasal breathing. It's additional yogic breathing. So many benefits of this. I won't even start talking about all the benefits at the moment, but it's great not only for the central nervous system, but it also has really good benefits for the face as well. Now, if you have a client that says, oh, actually, I prefer breathing out through the mouth, this is also okay. I've had lots of people in the past that perhaps have been really big fans of Pilates, for example. And in Pilates, it's much more focused on the breath out through the mouth. And if that is something which is comfortable for them and they prefer to do it, and it still brings them into that calm, relaxed state, then do that. Lots of times with face yoga, just simply from a practical point of view, so putting to, to the side all of those different studies about the benefits of that nasal breathing, it is simply practical 
practical when we're having our lips together. So for example, if we're doing something like hamster cheeks or puffer fish, then actually breathing in and out through the nose is really practical because our lips are actually closed. So I would say if possible, use that traditional yogic breathing. And I mean, I come from a yoga background. That's where I started. So I was always going to encourage that breathing very much with face yoga. But if you're more comfortable with that through the mouth or your client is comfortable with that and prefers that, that is absolutely fine. Sandra Cuervo Aranoff is saying, I'm currently studying to get certified. I know the workbook lists out class formats for different types of classes. Yeah. But what Sandra would like to know, she'd like to observe an actual face over class to see how it flows. Yeah. A lot of people have been asking this, and this is a great question. And I seem to have just clips of face yoga classes. Can you ask her, or, or if maybe if you could comment, please, that whether you would like it as a class where other people are actually interacting or whether it's a class like a Zoom class, for example, because what I could do, for example, next time I do a Zoom class, because at the moment, of course, we're not doing it with, with real people here in the UK. Um, I can record that um, and then show you how to do it for a group. So can you maybe just give a thumbs up in the comments if that would be okay for now. I have got clips of me teaching groups, but I haven't got like a full hour and a half or two hour video of like a full workshop, but you're not the only one that's asked for that, but that's something which I will try my best to do. Danielle, with the classes, do you mm -hmm. find that sometimes you make a plan and you think, how is this gonna last 60 to 90 minutes? Yeah. And then by the end of the class, you realize it could have gone on for another hour at least. That's such a good point, Victoria. And actually, <laughs> what I say is always make a plan for your class, but then just have things which you could seamlessly take away if you needed to. So without anybody realizing that you also had a 20 minutes of acupressure and if you needed to just quietly take that out, if you ran out of time, you can take that out, but also have stuff that you could just put in. So maybe you've got an hour and a half session, you've got an hour into it and you think, oh my goodness, I've covered everything now. Maybe you've got a few extra bits in the back of your head where you think, oh, actually, well, I now I could do a longer relaxation. No one knew that I wasn't going to do a 20 or 25 minute relaxation, but I'm going to do that now. So always be adaptable, definitely. And particularly when you're working actually with real people, you know, people do ask questions. Sometimes you can have a group where everybody sits quietly, the whole entire group, the whole entire time, or you can have times when there's so much interaction and so many questions coming that actually you find that your hour might have gone down to sort of, you might've had to completely half that because you spent so much time on questions. Now, the great news is I can see a few questions now. Yes. So Cindy Herrera is saying, I have clients with Botox that are a bit unsecure about face yoga, how can I reassure them? Yeah, so first thing I would say, if anybody's had Botox, they need to check with their doctor or practitioner that they're okay to do face yoga first. The rule of thumb tends to be two weeks after they've had an injectable, they should not do any face yoga, and then two weeks later, they're generally safe to be doing it but it really depends what they've had, how much they've had, which areas of the face they have had it in. In terms of when they've got the sort of thumbs up from their practitioner or doctor to do it, they can then come forward and do it, but you may find you need to adapt face yoga around it a little bit. So for example, if you're doing the owl technique, maybe they have got, this area is 
obviously through the Botox has, has been relaxed or frozen, so to speak, and they can't actually do much in that area. So you may have to adapt around that. So perhaps instead they're doing a little bit longer of massage or you give them a little bit of an alternative massage to do. I've had clients before who've had Botox around the mouth area and they really struggled with doing a lot of the facial exercises. So therefore, we've had to sort of adapt a little bit. We've had to do more acupressure, more massage around this area instead. In terms of them feeling uncomfortable, it may be that, that they can't sort of move certain areas of their face, but they may be just doubting whether face yoga is going to have the same benefits as Botox. So, the thing is with Botox, it will give results within a few days. It's almost immediate. It takes, I mean, I don't know, I haven't had Botox, but it takes minutes to sort of have it. And then within a few days, you're seeing the benefits quite drastically. Now, as we all know with face yoga, you can see results quite quickly. In fact, sometimes after one session and sometimes after a week, but it's definitely about being it in it for the long run. So maybe someone that wants a quick fix, face yoga isn't going to give that quick fix, but what it is going to do is give them a tool for life that's obviously safe and effective, it's non-invasive, and it's something that they can do themselves every day. Now, one of the things I find that keeps people motivated more than anything, and also brings people who used to have Botox, so they're not having Botox and always doing face yoga, is really the self-care aspect of it. Many people have said with Botox, it sort of feels like it's quite invasive, it's in, out, and then that's it. Whereas with face yoga, it's very much of a nurturing touch, something that they can do themselves every day and they have the healing power in their own hands. So that's something I would definitely say, but also I'm very much pro-choice. So I know that some of um, my face yoga clients, even some of our face yoga teachers have both, you know, they do face yoga and they have Botox or fillers as well. And that's also okay. I mean, we live in a day and age where we as women have choices to do what we want to do. And I just think the more that we can just be non-judgmental and just say, actually, as long as people are going in informed to whatever choice that they're choosing, then that's okay. Now I can see the questions, Victoria, now, which is amazing. So as much as I love having you on here, if you want to, can you, can you walk in? You have been a superstar. Thank you so much. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Um, so Sarah's saying that we could attend a masterclass with you when the pandemic's over. That would be lovely. And yes to Zoom. Brilliant. Okay. So I'm from Mongolia. I'm studying face yoga, teach training right now. I'm also a vinyasa yoga certified teacher. I always create a sequence in my class. Is there such a thing about sequence of face yoga? Do I have to make a sequence of face yoga class? So unlike something like Ashtanga or Vinyasa, which is quite a structured program, you don't need to be so structured with face yoga. It sort of depends though on the way you like to teach. So you may be somebody who thinks, actually, I really like a nice structure when it comes to face yoga. So I want to always be teaching these techniques in this order. And that's what my clients like too. So I know definitely, you know, especially when I used to teach lots of yoga, people that came very much from vinyasa or an ashtanga background really liked me to teach the same face yoga techniques every week. And then we would sometimes add some other ones in, but they like that structure. Whereas when I was teaching people more that came um, more from my meditation classes and more from my hatha yoga, 
they really like classes with themes. So like we would do a glow theme or an energized theme or a relaxing theme. And I would pull in sort of all different techniques each week, or we'd work different areas of the face each week. So it's really up to you. Have a think about what you like teaching, what sits well with you. I always say, choose the path of least resistance. So what really just feels easy for you to teach? Is it something with real structure? Or is it something without structure? And then go from there. So hopefully that helps you. Antonina says, can we approach a spa to work with them? Yes, yes, yes. Lots of our teachers have worked in spas before. I've worked in spas before. As I'm saying that, I'm just dreaming of lovely spas I've worked in in the Maldives, etc. So absolutely, yes. Katie Chester, hello. Could you do a Zoom class or masterclass for us as teachers? Yes, of course I can. And Nina says, and how to keep clients coming back. So I would say that that goes back to what I said said before about your face yoga one technique. So writing down what you ideally want. So do you want the same client or the same one-to-one person or the same group to be with you for many, many years once a week? Is that what you're looking for? Or are you looking for them to come and be with you for five sessions or 10 sessions or 20 sessions? Try to decide what your your goal is, really. And then that's how you market yourself. That is how you set your package. And that's how you go forward. So maybe your goal is to have maybe five one-to-one clients that come and see you every week for coming years. Well, that is how you design your classes then. You let them know that perhaps they pay in chunks of 10 classes or 20 classes and you keep it like you go to a weekly yoga class. You make it like that. It's a community event where you all meet up, whether it be online or whether it be in person once a week. And you really nurture that idea of community. Maybe you think, oh, actually, I don't necessarily want the same clients coming every single week for 20 weeks. Maybe I want to help somebody with a one-to-one session for an hour and a half. I'd like them to come back for two, let's say, follow-up sessions, and then happy for them to go on their way and that be enough. Well, therefore, you set a package like that, a package where you have maybe an hour and a half initial session to one-hour sessions, and then you go forward like that. So, It's really up to you um, how you do it. Can I review the V exercise? Yes, of course I can. So V exercise, two middle fingers between the eyebrows, index fingers lightly touching the outer corners of the eyes. We're going to half close the eyes until we feel a little shake or a little pulse around the eye area. So it should feel like the muscles contracting and relaxing and you hold for two or three seconds, release, and then you just keep that going. And then when you do your final one, you close the eyes and you feel that little flutter there as you close the eyes. If any of you've got my book, you may know the mini V and in a minute I'll tell you the difference between the two. The mini V, you do the same thing, half closing, feel that little shake and then release. So this time my middle finger is in the inner corner of my eye, index fingers on the outer corner of my eye, but I'm still having that V position there. And then you hold half close and feel for that flutter. 
Now, this V exercise works a little bit more of the orbicularis oculi muscle. So where I'm touching here, I'm going just under the eyebrows and then I'm just coming under the eye. That part of the muscle is what we're working. So we're working a little bit more of the muscle with the V where you've got the two fingers between the eyebrows, but you're not working quite as deep. With the mini V, you're working less of the muscle. You're working just the outer edge of the eye, but you're working a bit deeper. So if you're only going to pick one, I would go for the V in the teacher training manual, which is the one between the eyebrows. But if you want to mix it up a little bit, you can do the one where you just place the middle fingers and the inner corners of the eye. Um, Sarah says, I love the themes angle and I'm starting to work on a few theme months. Yeah, themes are great, actually. People really, really like themes. I don't know, that, that sort of real self-care aspect to it. So some ideas for themes are things like lift, glow, energize, relax, calm, revitalize. And you can really base all your classes around that. So you can even do visualizations based around that. You can do affirmations around that. I have a person in my town who does Famico's face yoga method. People ask what's the difference between us and why the price difference. Um, I charge more than her. Um, I don't know, actually. I know that that sounds funny, but I actually don't know. A few people ask me um, what is the difference between my teacher training and the face yoga method one. I'm not sure. I haven't actually looked into it. I don't know how much it is, but let me tell you this. And this is what I always tell people. I mean, first of all, my teacher training program has been going on longer than any other face yoga teacher training program there is. So that's the only real difference I know. But I'm definitely not, even if I knew everything about other people's teacher training programs, I wouldn't be going, well, mine is priced better and they don't include this and they do include this or I like this or my experience is better with this because actually I'm just all about number one, just empowering other women. You know, I'm sure other courses out there are fantastic. But second of all, just staying really true to what I do and what I share. So when people ask me, I always say I don't actually know a huge amount about what that one does. All I know is that mine is very much rooted in nearly 17 years of experience. I come definitely from a yoga and meditation background, as well as obviously all the training I've done in face massage. I often talk about um, how many teachers we've got, other credibility I've got. And I just talk about my why. So my why is just to help and inspire people to look and feel the best version of themselves. And I honestly believe that people will come and do our classes. So us as teachers of the Daniel Collins Face Yoga Method, because they just connect with us and our energy and our why. And people will go with other people that have trained elsewhere because they connect with their energy and their why. So I would really just say, stay really true to what you are. And if people ask why you're different from somebody else, don't try and put down what someone else does or compare or look at it as competition. Just really shine about what you do and your why. Why are you doing what you do? Hopefully that helps. So Michelle, hello. Um, do I ever use the facial tools like the rollers and gouaches in my classes? What are my thoughts on the benefits of these? If the client asks about these, how do we approach it? So number one, I would say with facial tools, and lots of you know I am a fan of facial tools, but the first thing I would definitely say is the hands do everything you need. So I would always be hands first. It's simple. 
it's effective and it is all you need. The lovely thing about tools is they do add a little bit of variety. They do mean that you can work the face muscles, you can work the skin in a slightly different way. Now the face yoga qualification, it teaches you all about the anatomy and physiology, you learn all about face yoga exercises. So I would say yes, as a teacher, you know, you're safe to use them because you're really just replacing what you do with your hands with a gentle tool. So in terms of that, that is okay. But the course, of course, doesn't actually teach you exactly how to do all of the techniques. So if you are going to bring tools in, just approach it with care and just do it gently. And if a client asks you um, whether they can use them at home, yes, of course, that is absolutely fine as long as they work to their own level. If you want to bring them into classes a little bit and just do it very gently and just do it very safely, still taking in mind all of the health and safety and all of the knowledge that you've got about the face and the safety aspects of that from the course and adapting that in, that's great. But also just to say that this year I am going to be launching a Gua Sha qualification. So this is going to be a teaching qualification. It's all going to be able to be done distance learning. And I'm going to be doing this with the Hey You method. Now, if you don't know the Hey You method already, they are amazing. They are absolutely the leaders in Gua Sha. And Katie Brinzel, who is the founder and director of the Hey You Method, and myself, as well as Katie Blake, and many of you who know the Hey You Method will know both Katie's, are putting together this course. Um, so it's going to be an accredited qualification. So you can actually be accredited to teach other people how to use Gua Sha. So watch this space. We are hoping to get this going very, very soon. What's the purpose of the fingers being used in the V exercise? Yes, it is resistance. Um, if you try squinting your eyes without doing that, all you're doing really is just creasing this area, um, which you don't want to do. You place the fingers there. A, it stops the creases, but B, it adds a little bit of resistance. So you work the muscles a little bit more. Antonina says, um, can you tell us more about super trainers? Yes, anyone that wants information about becoming a super trainer, just email Louise, um, info at faceyogaexpert.com and she can tell you more information about it. But our super trainers are people who are able to teach the course and qualify others to be face yoga teachers. Let's see. Dawn says, I love your abundance mentality. Absolutely. You've got to be an abundance mentality. And Sarah says, stay authentic. You will find your tribe. Absolutely, Sarah. Stay authentic be you. Don't try and be anybody else. Don't try and look at what anybody else is doing and compare yourself to them. And don't even look at anybody else and go, well, they're successful by doing that. So if I do that, then I will be successful too. I promise you the way you will be successful is 100% being yourself and teaching in the way that is authentic to you. So even if this comes to doing an Instagram post, for example, what worked for somebody that maybe you follow on Instagram and did really well and got loads of engagement, that person got loads of sales from it, may not work for you. And the reason it may not work for you is because you're not coming from a completely authentic place. You need to speak 
from the true you. And I promise you, when you're authentic and when you show people who you are, your tribe will come, your dream customer will come. One thing I definitely say is we can't be everything to everybody. Never try and market your face yoga so you are just everything to everybody because not everyone is ever going to be your client. If you get a moment, sit down and write what your dream, who your dream client is. And every time you market yourself, whether that be through your website, whether that be through making a flyer or a poster or through social media, speak to that dream client. And it doesn't mean you're only going to get that one person. So say you wrote down someone... She was a female. She was 49 years old. Doesn't mean you're only going to get females at 49 years old coming to your sessions, but you are getting your tribe. So speak to the people you want to speak to. Speak to your dream customer from a place of authenticity. And I promise you that is how clients will come. Sarah says, I'm doing a free taster to get new clients. For fun, I do your spoons exercise. They love it. Great. Love using a little bit of spoons for the massaging instead of fingers, which is great. Um, Caroline saying, brilliant. I love Hey You. Yay, that's great. Katie Blake told me an accredited course was coming up. Wow, I'm even more excited now. Yay. Um, Guasha qualification, exciting news. Um, Louise says, I love both you and Katie. That's lovely. When will this be? Soon as I know, I will tell you. I don't have the confirmation date yet. We're just waiting to go through all the accreditation process. But the lovely Katie Blake, who works with the Hey You Method, she's filmed loads of the videos and, and written loads of the course and everything, which is great. So as soon as it is ready, I will let you know. Zena, who's on my team, has done a link to the Hey You Method there. Hey You Method, go follow them. Guasha qualification, yay. Helena says, we're all unique in our own way. Thank you, Danielle, for your light. Oh, that's lovely. Let me have a look at Michelle's question. Over the years, what have you found the biggest facial concerns for clients are? The ones that come up again and again. Has this changed recently with working from home? Interesting. Yes. The biggest concerns that come up, I would say probably the most frequently asked question I tend to get is about the double chin area, actually, or this sort of neck area, turkey neck. Um, so when it comes to a double chin, um, and many of you would have heard me say this before, but it may be helpful for anybody that hasn't or just to go through this again. When it comes to a double chin, you can't spot reduce fat. So you can't sort of say, oh, well, I've got area of fat under my chin. I want to burn that fat, but I don't want to lose it from my cheeks or I don't want to lose it from my arm area, just want to lose it from that area. We can't do that. However much exercise we do on one area, we're not burning fat from that area. And that goes for the body as well. If the client has got excess fat around that area, but perhaps it's because of excess fat on the rest of the body, then it's just about encouraging in a really encouraging way um, and a really subtle and helpful way to just be doing healthy exercise and healthy eating. And that's going to help reduce fat overall. And that might sort out the problem. However, if it's accumulation of um, fluid around this area or it's a lack of muscle tone, then face yoga can help with that area. So doing toning exercises. So, for example, you could tilt the head back, lips together, 
Tip of the tongue comes up and down towards the roof of the mouth at about a rate of one per second. That works so well and really tones that area underneath the chin. You can even do like, for example, um, the swan exercise. And again, lips together, tip of the tongue comes up and down towards the roof of the mouth. That tones that area really nicely. Accumulation of fluids in that area, the jaw toner works really nice just to help with that. So I'd say double chin is probably the most frequently asked question and actually I would say now people are working from home more questions around that neck area are coming up even more so because we're spending so much more time sort of creased downwards um, really tensing that lower face area which is meaning that we're getting more lines around the neck or we're getting more of accumulation of fluid or we're losing muscle tone in that area so that's probably my most frequently asked question. Shay says, I'm so excited for the Gua Sha course. Yay, that is really exciting. Um, I am just seeing if anyone has got any other questions because what I might do is I know before this live, a lot of people were asking about how to charge for Facebook classes. So I'm happy to talk about that in a moment. Let me have a little look. Sarah says I get asked about crow's feet all the time. Interesting, yeah. Is it safe to do face massage after nose plastic surgery? That is a great question. So with any facial surgery, with any injectables, with any serious skin conditions or serious health conditions, it's really important that before doing face yoga, the client makes sure they go and speak to a doctor first. If they ask, um, speak to a doctor first, then they will be able to tell them how whether they can do face yoga and how long they need to wait. And in the case of having plastic surgery on the face, there will be a downtime where they will not be able to do any face yoga. But there will be a time where actually the face yoga is going to be very, very beneficial for their face. It's going to help maintain the results of their surgery for longer. But I would say once they've had the go ahead from their doctor, you work gently with them in their own time. So I would say with any facial surgery, start off very gently with some acupressure points, then gently bring in some massage and the face exercise would be one of the last things that you would bring in. And that way you can gain their feedback. You can ask them, how is this feeling? You may even start the first couple of sessions simply with a little bit of massage, acupressure and relaxation, and then wait and do exercise later on. Feedback from clients and taking baby baby steps is really great for so many conditions, but particularly post-surgery. Is the roof of the mouth behind the teeth or the centre of the palate? That is a great question. So it is somewhere between the two. I was just doing it then to, to work out somewhere between the two. So not right behind the teeth, but not right at the centre of the palate, just between the two. Okay, just hopping on. Hi, Ginger. Um, how did you start and grow your business getting first clients? That is a long story. <laughs> I actually have a whole podcast on this because I mean, there's no quick answer when it comes to this. If I take you back all the way to the beginning, let me say that I started with no money whatsoever, 
no connections whatsoever, and just coming out of a very chronic illness. So actually had spent a lot of time housebound, bedridden, had lots of loss of confidence. So it was pretty much starting with no confidence as well. And I started in the days before there was any social media. I did ha- didn't have any money for any marketing. I didn't have a website for absolutely years. So I did it the hard way around. I did it the way with a lot of hard work and a lot of graft. And let me tell you, I would just to fill up one class a week that I was doing. So I started off teaching relaxation and yoga classes. And then I went on to face yoga sort of a a couple of years later. But when I was teaching those initial relaxation classes that I had set up, I would literally print out a little leaflet just off A4 pieces of paper cut in half, print it out on a computer. And I used to use my dad's old computer and his old printer to print out these little bits of paper. And I would walk around the high street giving these out to people and asking them, (laughs) do they want to come to my relaxation classes? I'm not kidding you. Then I used to walk into spas and hairdressers and I used to speak to the people that worked in there. I used to say, could I speak to your clients? I would ring up every yoga studio, every gym, every spa, ask to have meetings with the manager. Can I come and teach a session here? I would do a lot for free. It was a long, hard path when I first started. Now, if I was starting today in the age of social media and in the age where face yoga is really well known, you've got to bear in mind going back 16 plus years ago, you would type face yoga into Google and almost nothing would come up. It would just be like yoga and this benefits the face and it would be certain yoga poses. There was nobody doing it out there at all. You know, it was really a few people doing facial exercises. Um, There's a few people in America. I think there's one person in the UK, but no one was doing face yoga. So I was also talking to people about something that nobody had heard of wasn't on anywhere online. So it was difficult at first, but let me tell you, I stayed true to who I am. I stayed really authentic and I knew that this would work. And I really had a lot of consistency and a lot of patience. And to this day, I would say that they are absolutely key along with authenticity as well. Being patient and really knowing that there's not overnight success, but if you're starting a business today with face yoga, you have got so much more of an advantage than I would have all those years ago, but still being patient and know that it takes time to build up clients. Being truly authentic to you, so going back to what I talked about earlier, that is just so important. Being yourself, not trying to emulate what anybody else is doing, but being consistent. And, you know, back in the day, I would consistently walk around and put posters up in health food shops, hand out those leaflets, go and talk to people. And I never gave up day after day after day. I did this until I got my first class filled up and my second class filled up and starting to get one-to-one clients. And then it was that word of mouth advertising. People would then say, would you come and do a face yoga class for my sister's Hindu? Or would you come and do a face yoga class to cover that person's yoga class because they uh, are off sick today or whatever it might be? It was really consistency. And to this day, business is about consistency. Absolutely. So even now I do a lot of my marketing online. So whether it be through social media or my podcasts or 
through YouTube or anything like that, it's still consistency. There's not a day that goes by where I'm not posting across all social media platforms. There's twice a week YouTube videos consistently, whatever happens, they're going up. Once a week podcasts, they're happening, whatever. Twice a week blogs, they're happening, whatever. And it's consistency all the time. That is the the long-winded answer, definitely, but it can be done. And so many of our teachers have showed such amazing success. I mean, not just talking about success I've had, but really celebrating teachers' success. And different teachers have different goals. Some teachers have the goals to appear on TV shows in their country and write books and do online courses and have, you know, really big social media followings. And many, many have, and many have um, the goals to have have 10 one-to-one clients a week or to be teaching five classes a month and having them full up and they're doing that and they're being successful of that so everybody is different but definitely just keep going with it persevering okay so is it safe if someone is taking an anticoagulant to practice face yoga can they check with their doctor first it should be but check that first. Love that podcast, The Flyers. I know, how funny, The Flyers. Thank you, Zena. Zena's put up on my podcast episode. Sarah says, try networking events. Yeah, do you know, actually back in the day, and that's a good point, Sarah, I did a lot of networking events. The amount of mornings I would have got up at 6.30 a.m. I mean, then it felt like early. Now I've got two children, 6.30 is nothing. But back when I was sort of in my early 20s, um, breakfast events seemed super early. But the amount of mornings I got up and I stood up at a breakfast event and I had three minutes to talk about what I do and to sell myself, you know, and, and get the people there are other business people in the room and get them on board with what I do and then we would all refer to each other etc definitely good point Sarah thank you for saying that I absolutely did do that too hi Rachel Rachel says I learned so much from your podcast binge listen just after I completed my course which gave me more knowledge and confidence to start teaching I love teaching face yoga thank you so much Rachel that's the sweetest message thank you that is lovely Um, Ginger says, I love how you help your teachers. Thank you, Ginger. And I hope your lovely new baby is doing well as well. Sarah says, there's no shortcuts. People must know, like, and trust you. Danielle's totally right. Keep going. Absolutely. You've just got to keep showing who you are. And you will do really well with face yoga. Absolutely. And like I say, I have got hundreds and hundreds of examples of teachers that are doing incredibly well with their face yoga and it's not because they're the lucky one or because they have loads of money behind them or they're doing something different or magical they're just doing those things I said they're being authentic they're having patience and they're being consistent definitely Antonina says I love your podcast so good that's lovely Michelle says, Danielle, you always look amazing. Well, thank you, Michelle. I didn't look amazing at the beginning of this week. I had a throat infection and a temperature. I looked terrible. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you for saying that, but that isn't always. Um, New clients have the expectations that because we may be a face yoga teacher, we should have a wrinkle-free, plump face. I suffer some skin sensitivities from time to time and may be conscious of this. 
Michelle, please know that to be a good face yoga teacher, you do not need to look perfect. I look far from perfect. I realised today that in 12 months, I'm going to be 40 years old. It's my 39th birthday in about a week and a half. So yeah, in 12 months, I'm going to be 40. And, you know, my face is not perfect by any means. But even if I had a lot more wrinkles than I have, or I had skin conditions, I mean, I'm very prone to acne. And as long as I look after my face, I don't get acne, but certain times I do. And I've had to teach face yoga classes before with spots, etc. But do you know what? Nobody cares as much as I do. So I'm worried, oh my goodness, I've got these few spots. People are going to judge me. They're not going to want to take my advice absolutely not true. What people want from you is to be helped, to be inspired and to enjoy a lovely face yoga class. Nobody is looking for perfection. And in many times, I think when we turn up as going back to that authenticity as our authentic and sometimes vulnerable self, people warm warm to that more. So if you have a day where, like you say, your skin has got sensitivity, and it's starting to feel maybe it's come up in a rash or maybe it's feeling quite inflamed. Just be honest with your people. Say, look, today my, my skin is sensitive. Um, so I'm going to show you the face yoga I use when my skin is sensitive. And this is what helps to calm down my inflammation. And that's what I'm going to share with you today. So come from that place of authenticity again and know that nobody is expecting perfect. There is no such thing as perfection. If we try and chase perfection, it is the most exhausting thing in the world. We do not want to do that. And let's also remember what face yoga is about. Yes, it's about reducing lines and wrinkles. Yes, it's about lifting the face, but it's also, and more than anything, it is about feeling good. And when we go to teach a class, we're helping people to feel good. That's what we're doing. We want people to walk out of there feeling better, having more confidence, having more self-esteem than when they walked in. And if you've achieved that, you've achieved what I believe is the biggest goal with face yoga to walk in and feel that we've got a perfect face and we're going to give our clients a perfect face. To me, that's not the goal of face yoga anyway. Oh, Ginger, one of our teachers says, her little one is eight months already. Oh, that's lovely. Um, Richika says, how do you manage so many videos every day? I just had committed myself to doing that. Let me be really honest with you. Something which... I've done like back in the day when I used to walk around the high street of flyers and put up posters. Um, now I commit myself to doing these videos and I batch make videos. So there's lots of days where I'm just looking scruffy and I'm just at home with my husband and my kids in my pajamas. But what I do is probably two or three times a week, I am somewhere where there's nice lighting. So either just some nice daylight. So at the moment, I'm just in front of a window, for example, or I put lights on. Um, Depending on what I am teaching in the video, I'll either wear makeup or if I don't wear makeup, if it's something where I'm putting like serum on, for example, I'll just do my eye makeup and my hair and I'll, I'll get my outfits all sorted. And then I'll make lots of videos batch and I'll change outfits as I go. So for example, I'll do three or four um, very quick Instagram videos in one outfit. I'll go and change and do a few more and then I'll change for each YouTube video. And then I schedule those videos to go out regularly. So I batch do videos. Um, I don't sort of record every video every day, probably around twice a week on average I do. 
Yeah, Dawn says, I think people love being able to identify with us. Yes, absolutely. Celebrate anything that you think is sort of flawed. Absolutely. I'm just going to have a sip of water because I'm talking so much. Okay, we've got a few more questions. Let's have a look. Another question. When I talk about how it does change us, I don't always talk about the beauty aspects. I use it to help my TMJ. So it's so much more than how we look. I am 57, have great skin, but still have wrinkles. It's so much more than you look. Honestly, don't worry. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree with you, Sarah. It is not just about how we look. Please be you. And like Sarah says, you can talk about how it's helped you. I'm such a believer that we should use our story to connect with our clients but even if we're talking about it really in a business sense to market ourselves as well like Sarah's explaining there about how it helped with the TNJ I am with you with that Sarah I mean definitely I'm a sufferer of TNJ too but since I've been doing face yoga almost symptom free with that so that is a story but obviously a lot of you know my story came from um, recovering from ME which I got when I was 21 years old so 18 years ago now and that is really my why you know that is why I do what I do so think why you do what you do and it doesn't have to be overcoming an illness it can literally be as simple as one day you looked in the mirror your skin didn't look the way you wanted it to you started to google what natural things you could find and you found face yoga and since it's helped you with x y and z and that may be your story talk about your story share it i promise you in whatever capacity you share it whether it be talking to someone at the beginning of a class about it or whether it be on social media that's how people connect with you and that's how you'll find your tribe as well like Sarah's talking there about her TNJ the more Sarah you can talk about your story of TNJ the more people will come to you that also want to help with their, their TNJ issues I'm sorry if I'm missing out anyone's questions here. I'm trying to see. We've got so many, which is good. Um, Antonina said, a podcast idea for you. Planning our month in terms of work and goal setting. Example, how to get so many posts and videos out daily, etc. Great idea. Great, great idea. Rachel says, most of my clients come back to me for the relaxation benefits rather than aesthetic benefits in the end. So I worry less about my own wrinkles than I used to. Absolutely. And we were talking earlier about return clients. And I think that that's a really, really great place to just say, you know, how do we keep people coming back all the time? Now, the best way to think about it is, and if you have someone who's done this, you'll completely know the why. But for example, why would you keep going for your yoga class once a week? So maybe you go to a regular yoga class, a body yoga class. I know things are different the last 12 months, but I mean generally. Now, you know that there are millions of yoga videos online, yoga apps, yoga DVDs. You can get loads of free yoga stuff on social media. So why would somebody go to a yoga class every week? Well, the reason we go to yoga class is, well, it's all very personal reasons, but lots of the reasons, if I were to just pull out a few, would be that sense of community, would be that motivation, would be that accountability. So someone checking you're there every week, you're doing things right. That interaction with the teacher, the sense of variation, making friends, 
getting out the house. I mean, the list goes on. And when I talked about that, I didn't talk about any of the benefits of how yoga tones up your body, did I? I talked about so many things bigger than that. And probably one of the biggest reasons that people would go to a regular yoga class is for the sense of calmness in the mind and wellness. Now, convert all of what I said there to face yoga. And that's exactly why someone's going to come to a weekly or a regular twice weekly, once a month, whatever it might be, face yoga class, exactly the same reasons. And again, one of the reasons I didn't mention is aesthetics. Now, people will come to face yoga, probably initially for the aesthetics, but what they're going to keep coming for is so much more than that. It's so much deeper than that as well. Okay, guys, so I am going to have to go fairly soon and look after my lovely little girls. Ruchika says, thank you so much. You are an inspiration. Oh, I know what I said I would quickly talk about before we finish, and that is how much to charge for a session. Now, I wrote a few notes down on this. I'm just seeing if there's anything I haven't mentioned. So I mentioned the magic wand technique. So writing down what your perfect week month, year would look like when it comes to face yoga. Also, if you're wondering how much to charge for session, do a little bit of research in your local area. If you're teaching locally, I'm just going to have some more water. Do some research in your local area. What are people charging for a yoga class, for a facial, for an acupuncture appointment, for group sessions, for one-to-one? Start to get the idea of how much your clients will be willing to pay. So that's another way of really working out how much you would charge. But then also have a little, make a little plan in terms of how long it's going to take you to set up a class, how long it takes you to plan the class, how long it takes you to take inquiries or payments from the class, how long the actual class is, whether you have to travel. All of this needs to be counted into how much you charge because often an hour class isn't just an hour. It can be two hours or three hours or more once you really add everything up. So don't undervalue yourself. Don't undercharge. And also I'm just such a believer in gut instinct pricing. So what feels good? Don't charge something because you think someone else is charging that. Charge it because it's right for you. So you may be thinking to yourself, okay, so this amount of money doesn't feel enough for me, really. It's not really what I want to be going out on a cold evening to teach for or what I want to be marketing and putting all this time into. Or there may be an amount where you think, I'm not really comfortable telling my clients that that's how much I'm going to charge and that just feels too much for whatever reason. So find what just feels good. I know that that's a bit of a sort of a a woo-woo way of, of deciding how much you're going to charge. But once you've done all the research and once you've added up how much time something's going to take you, just go to your gut instinct for sure. Okay. Okay, let me take one last question. I know I've said this before, but one last question. Um, Dawn, I live in Florida where there's lots of skin cancer. Spot massaging is part of treatment after skin cancer surgery. Do you have any suggestions? So again, if somebody has had skin cancer, they need to check with their doctor before they do face yoga. 
If they have got a lot of pigmentation in the skin, a lot of damage in the skin, then massage will help. It will help with that renewal of healthy skin cells. It will really help the tissue um, renewal as well. Acupressure will also be great. So absolutely face yoga is good, but again, you need guidance with from doctors for sure. Please let me know on this Facebook group whether you found this helpful, whether you'd like me to do this again and keep helping each other, keep sharing each other with each other. This absolutely is a face yoga family. Reach out to each other. If you have questions, ask each other, collaborate with each other, communicate with each other. I remember there's no such thing in this face yoga family as competition. We really are one. And as we help and support and uplift each other, then everyone is going to benefit from that. Thank you so much. And an extra thank you to our lovely teacher and super trainer, Victoria Adams, who came on for the first part of this when for some reason Facebook wouldn't let me see all the questions that were asked but luckily second part I was able to see it so thank you everyone oh it's really nice to see you all thank you so much lots of love everybody and hopefully if Facebook lets me I will save this live so you can watch it again and go back through all the info take care bye bye so I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.